All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing The One Ring, second edition tonight. We are continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. Uh, we were just remarking on how old I am as I made like four different uh, different <laughs> references uh, in the pre-Zoom chat and uh, no one picked up on them. So, you know, and then Stephen made me sing uh, Backstreet Boys to him. So there's that too. Highlight um, <laughs> of my day. Mm-hmm. My daily mm-hmm. ritual. But I am genuinely glad to be here uh, and uh, happy to be playing some One Ring with some of my favorite people. And that not, I'm not going to do it. I almost did it. I almost. <laughs> End I of sentence back. right there. I favorite ended people. the sentence. Jeff, you, what, what would I you have kept? The sentence. What would you have said? I don't Come know. On. I don't know. The moment is past. The moment is past. <laughs> oh goodness. I already I already had long leave the Zoom chat once in a rage. I can't possibly <laughs> do it again. And, and and when Long's angry, it is not a pretty sight. Like whew, stuff gets broken. That's his fourth webcam today. He's already broke so many. Um okay. So I gave you all homework last uh like a week or two ago to watch Rings of Power. Uh, how far along yep. are we? Because last yep. week, uh, no one had watched any but Melissa and I. So where where's everybody at? Uh, did you give us homework to stay up to date with it? Uh, I mean, it, we're th- it's three episodes into the season. It's really not that hard at this point. Let's uh, go. I'm at two out of three. I'm a week behind. Okay, okay, That's okay. That's a 66%. It's a D. Uh, good to go, good to go. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, long, where are you at? DP1. I just finished. Yay! You started. I believe you. I'm gonna quiz her. You ready? I will fail all quizzes. Let's you do can't. a little formative assessment. You just see put what me you, on the uh, spot on in public. Let's do some formative assessment. All information's <laughs> gone. It's okay. gone. It was in the yeah. mind and then it's disappeared. Yeah, Ashley, what color is Galadriel's hair? You can't even. <laughs> she has no hair. She's just walking around bald. We're all bald. Oh, what about uh, what about you, Long? How far along are you? No, I haven't done homework for like five years. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. I always get students like that who are just like, I just didn't do the work. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Oh, you're going to fail. But I appreciate your honesty. And we get along, so great. Uh, uh, hey, Eric, how's it going? Yes, last session was extraordinarily fun. Uh, yes, I was actually was. very, very happy. I even wrote them. Uh, a message on like Monday or something like that saying how great it was. No one really Very responded sweet. to it. I was expecting I was going to get like more of a love fest from everybody and everyone <laughs> just kind of ignored it. So it really kind of started off the week uh, that just went colossally worse as it, the week went on. So it would have had more meaning if like Ashley or Melissa said it. That's all I'm saying. I, hmm. Hmm, I don't know if that's hmm. true, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. That, that's a take. That is a, yeah. that is a take. Uh, but you know what? I think you all should watch Rings. It's been it's been very fun. I know it's uh, I know I know it's taken the internet by storm, and there's <laughs> disagreements. There's apparently topical. some disagreements about the. Yeah. I am enjoying it, uh, so I'm very nice. Oh, and also, uh, Eric, uh, Ashley, and I didn't plan this, but we're both wearing our North we're twinsies shirts today. Uh, totally, <laughs> nice. Totally by accident. Totally by accident. <laughs> but there it is. There. It's great. Um, okay. Uh, think that's enough wasting of time uh shall we uh, uh, go ahead and introduce characters get going etc uh so long uh why don't you tell us about your dwarf character yes i'm playing floy the calling as a treasure hunter yes i'm playing floy dragon calling as a treasure for my shadow path and i've been training 
my athletics a bit. My first time was running on land. Second time was water. Next time it's probably gonna be air. So I'll be pushing everywhere. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're we're playing in Lord of the Rings like Long's playing Avatar. <laughs> it's like it's just <laughs> mastering just the four elements. <laughs> just totally different. Uh, see, like you'd say we say Avatar now, but when I hear the elemental thing, the first thing I go to is Captain Planet. But I know that reference is gonna fall on deaf ears. So I, hey, I did I watch Captain Planet as a kid. I'm in on that one. Did you watch the Don Cheadle Captain? Planet? Oh, that's hilarious! Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, God, that makes me tear up. It's so funny. Oh, Don Cheadle. Think we can get him on? No. Uh, next up, we've got Ashley. Uh, Ashley, tell us about Gilly Kettlegrass. I am Gilly Kettlegrass, and I'm our Bree Blood Hobbit. Uh, my shadow path is Rur of Secrets, so which we're maybe approaching something. Uh, I have three shadow scars, uh, which I think uh, Arenial and I are tied, but. Uh, I'll get there eventually (laughs) having a a shadow. So shadow scars, uh, just to sort of revisit those. So whenever, you know, you, you, whenever you kind of like reset at some point, you start resetting your, like your Mm -hmm. shadow score and stuff like those don't reset. Like you, you're constantly starting. Like, even if you like, I start at three, like the lowest Gilly can ever get right now is at three, which means she gets closer. She's like accelerating towards her, her kind of shadow breaking point or something like that. Every time Yep. the only time you can get rid of a shadow scar is during Yule. Yule. We've had one Yule. We're halfway through year two. So, mm-hmm. and we're going on a long journey here probably. So that means it's a long time. Um, yep. But yeah, I think soon we're going to have, um, I think soon we're going to have a Hobbit ring wraith is what's going to happen. It's gonna be great. I will ride around, bad. ride around on a donkey somewhere, and just chase <laughs> after people. Just awesome. like, oh my god! You it guys go to Carn Doom, and I'm on the ice <laughs> drake. Like fuck you guys. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> All right, bottom row. Uh, we've got Melissa. Melissa, tell us about Arinial. Uh So Arinial is our Ranger of the North champion. Uh, she spent some time, uh, during our downtime working on her bow skills. Uh, so kind of doubled up in that area. So she now has, uh, she's got three pips in bows. So I'll be better when I am kind of at range a bit. Um, and now both of my weapons are keen. So both my short sword and my bow are now keen. Wow. Okay. So don't get into combat. Just keep pounding you guys with shadow points and sorcery <laughs> got it until you turn on each other and then you use your keen weapons on each other that's what's going to happen okay and then finally we have the the artist formerly known as Erebon. we have sorendir yes i am a sorendir child of eru ex-exile of linden warden of variador drinker of water giver of gold uh, my next job will be to find a herald for me to to follow around and say those titles, so I don't have to do it myself. I'm I'm starting to seem a little uh, arrogant when I I give all my titles on my own. Starting, uh, starting. yes, starting. Starting too. Uh, <laughs> formerly known as Arabon, uh, didn't do much during his downtime. Everyone else was training and things like that. He did some shopping. Uh, got himself a nice suit of armor. And called it a day. You know, he was just happy for some new threads. Uh, that is true. Yes, that's exactly true. You were useless. Everyone else had very interesting things to do. Uh, and you ruined you ruined it, basically. See, I, can't, I don't even feel good saying those things anymore. I'm getting, I'm getting soft. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. 
So uh, let's dive in then, shall we? Uh, okay. So uh, you spent the last few weeks uh, recuperating in Forlond. Uh During that time, as we sort of just mentioned, we did some downtime, did a fellowship phase last time, which we always extend and make it do this big old thing because it's fun. Uh, Arenial, as, as she was already mentioning, is working on her her archery. Uh, got a new bow or at least an improved bow, that kind of thing. Uh, Floyd was doing a Karate Kid montage, learning various uh, various forms out in the beach, getting his balance back, all that kind of thing. Uh, Gilly, uh, I think you were you were working with uh, one of the, the medics, healing. yeah, the mm-hmm. healing woman uh, in town, and then Sorendir went shopping. Uh, yep. Yep, yep. Eventually, uh, Amdarim, uh, who's one of the sort of the, not the leader necessarily, but you can tell is the husband of the Lady of Forlorn, but he doesn't seem to have taken like a primary leadership role, but has been kind of an escort for you all throughout your time here in Forlorn. He brought you all to uh, a quiet grove outside the city to the west, uh, overlooking the the sea, uh, where uh, Ortolos was, uh, was meditating. And there she kind of reluctantly asked you all to undertake a fairly dangerous quest. Uh, and she told you a story and she started to, to reveal little bits and pieces about her uh, and how during the war with Angmar, uh, she was tasked, and, and many of the elves in Forland were tasked with uh, going to a, you know, as, as the war was won and, and the Angmar forces were getting pushed further and further back, she was tasked to go to a place called Othrangul. Uh, which was some sort of hidden fortress in, in the mountains of Angmar, far to the north. And it was a rumor to be a source of, of dark sorcery. And the strange thing was, was that she and many of the other elves who have been suffering this this sort of clog, you know, this fogginess of memory, uh, this, these trance-like moments where they're like shifting between dreams and, and memory and in the waking hour and like people are kind of losing themselves somewhat. Uh, she has memory of that, but she doesn't necessarily have memory of what actually transpired there. And with you all bringing news that Angmar is once more awakening, Karndum fires are lit there. She was ho- she was wondering if there is something connecting that and what has been recently befalling the elves of Forlan, who were veterans of the Angmar War. Um, so later, while you all were kind of preparing to take your leave, uh, you visited Marithel, uh, who is an elvish sculptor. Of, of some renown, but her work lately has been unsettling her fellow elves. And I think everyone but Arineal was there, and you saw all these different creatures depicted in her sculpting, whereas most of the artwork that you see around Forland has been of, you know, elves of, of renown or other figures of, of significance um, or just of the natural beauty of the oceans and the shore. But hers were were alarming and dark and unsettled. They were monstrous in some ways. And you even saw things like the nameless thing that you encountered in the Rudauer bog. Uh, you saw the doom of Nenuyal. You saw um, this strange bear with kind of like a human-like face. You saw scales of something like a dragon or a drake. And she was extraordinarily disoriented and obsessed and but had some sort of sad resignation. And yet you all kind of retreated and we're going to pick up uh i guess after you all did some research figured out what you're going to do and i'm just kind of curious as i hit buttons to start music have you all decided to take up the lady of forlan's offer or or request to travel to the mountains of angmar to to find othrangul i was Uh, ready for it 
Yeah, let's put you all, we'll say, we'll say scene opens up in your quarters as you all are packing and getting ready to leave. And so Arineal is going to be showing off her new uh, cloak that she got, uh, because while everyone else was uh, observing all the different statues and whatnot, she was uh, procuring a new uh, cloak for herself. So that's what she's going to be showing off. Wait, you, you just spent your downtime shopping? I, I, I did. I, did. I spent uh, part of my downtime shopping, I think. This is if you're showing off a cloak, then Sorendir would definitely be showing off a new uh, leather corslet as well. That is fine. Fine elven uh, craftsmanship there. Your cloak indeed is fine as well. Uh, hopefully this time uh, it will be a little more flame proof. I do not think I will lend you this cloak in the future. Sorendir will just have the slightest little curve of a smile. Lily, meanwhile, like she packed her stuff, she's ready to go, but she committed most of those statues or a few of them to memory, but she's actually like spending the time now trying to like draw them out while you guys are like finishing packing and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Easy enough to do. Okay. So as you all kind of pack up, and you get ready, and this this doesn't necessarily have to be over the course of an hour. It's just to be a day or two of like you all kind of saying your goodbyes, traveling around the city. Maybe Sorinder, you're you're kind of taking it in again for the first time in a while, and you're eventually you're eventually going to take your leave. Amdarim kind of fetches you and escorts you, and you come to the the eastern gates of Forlond, and, and when you look around. This is the same gates you went out with uh, during the rainstorm to try to help Balavan, uh, but you didn't really have the the light with which to see its beauty. And you look around and you can see that inside these gates there is a kind of this beautiful weaving tree with very kind of light blossoming uh, kind of flowers that are amidst the brush, and you see that's growing uh, behind this statue of this powerful looking figure that seems to be half wave, half man as if the two were merged and this like sharp trident piercing up through the water Sorendir might have some semblance of, of who this figure might be in reference to but the rest of you maybe it's 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 not necessarily there but it's nonetheless kind of this uh, impressive looking sight that in this morning where the, the sun is coming up to the east and if you remember, Forlond is kind of at the the sort of the nexus of where the River Gellion splits and careens over these granite cliffs into the gulf. And so you do have this kind of easternly view somewhat. And it, and it's and it's free of uh, the Blue Mountains. Like you can kind of see for a long stretch and the morning itself is is clear and warm. It's summer. And you see that it is not just Amdurim who's there waiting for you all, but several others. Uh, Lady of Forlond herself is there amongst some of the other heads of the city. A few of the craftsmen that you've engaged with. Arineal, you see the woman with whom you've trained uh, for for your archery skills. You see Mayerthel, the, 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 uh, excuse me, the sculptor who 
you can tell is looking worse for wear. Sword and Deer, you see, uh, you see Balavan as well. And as you all approach, you can see the Lady of Forlorn. She kind of raises her hand, this sort of graceful, simple. And anybody who would have been kind of talking a bit here, and everyone kind of comes to quiet. And she says, "We bid, we bid these travelers safe journey. While here, they have become." Friends of Forlorn, they have aided our own in battle. They have promised to do deeds on our behalf in the wider world. We will not let them go empty-handed. You see, she kind of looks over and somebody brings up this other elf, probably someone you've never met before brings up what looks like this beautifully crafted chest and opens it up and then you see one by one like she kind of looks over and Arineal what's your what do you go Arineal daughter of you never really I'm not sure if you've ever really told me oh okay don't worry about it it's fine it's fine Arineal she says, Ranger of the North, bloodline daughter of, Moriel. of the Duodane, daughter of Moriel. And you see, as she reaches in, she pulls out, despite the fact that you, you, you bought this cloak, or you acquire this cloak, she pulls out a far more exquisite cloak, in the sense that it's not grandiose in color, but it has essentially earth in color, like this greenish brown. You can see it sort of tends to, to blend and fade. And she, as she holds it open, she's like kind of waiting for you to step up so she can kind of clasp it around your neck. And Arineal was just very taken aback, not used to kind of anything like this, but she'll kind of remove the, the hood of the previous cloak and... Um, treat it very nicely in her kind of folding folding up of it and um and she sort of will look over to Sorendir with kind of the cloak that she has sort of like not sure what to do with you know she's certainly someone that's never had two cloaks at the same time uh yeah I'll, I'll see the look and I'll come take the the first cloak uh off your hands so that I can have two cloaks that's fine and she'll just sort of give you a look of appreciation um, that you kind of read what she was trying to uh, convey and she'll kind of stoop a, a little and, and walk uh, towards um, and walk towards her slowly. As you see her, like, from behind, she, like, kind of moves the cloak around your neck and she clasps it. But she holds and lingers, like, the, the clasp itself in front of your face for a moment. And you can see that it's not the same clasp that the cloak that you wear, this this sort of emblem that is kind of part wave, part symbol of, of Forlond. Instead, you see a star. And she says to you, as she's kind of clasping it on, the silver star is said to represent Alendomir. 
the star of Elendil, emblem of Arnor, the northern kingdom, and the honorable ancestors of our new friend, Arinu. May the star ever lead you when all other paths are lost. And she tucks the like the, the star and so a couple of the points kind of lock you in the loop and you feel it just suddenly rest onto your shoulders. It's 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 thick, but at the same time you don't feel like overly warm. You feel like this gust of wind, a few like flecks of the leaves from the tree above kind of fall down and rest in your hair and kind of stick to the to the cloak itself. Uh, my lady, I am honored with this, and this will keep me through the many trials that we have ahead. Thank you again for your kindness. And then she kind of motions Floy of, of the calls of Gladrock. Elf friend, step forward. Look a bit surprised as I step forward. Wasn't expecting anything. And so she reaches in and she pulls out what looks like, it almost just looks like cloth at first, but then she kind of unwraps something. And you realize it's this kind of nautical looking shell. You came here to make amends the wrongs of ancestors you came here to cleanse the shadow from your heart I gift you this she hands the shell over towards you if your heart ever strays or if the enemy tries to drown you in shadow once more bring this to your ear and let the sound the loon's waters remind you which way lies the surface. If you bring it up to your ear momentarily, you just hear like the sounds of like water just like rushing in your ears. Thank you. You've done so much for me. I feel you will be repaying me in far greater capacity than anything we have done for you. So I am, while this is happening, I am actually putting these items in your uh, inventory. I'll explain mechanically in a second. Gilly. Gilly Kettlegrass. A Bree Hobbit of the Bree Kettlegrasses. You have brought a smile and a delight to the hearts of many a forlorn elf. Your passion and kind-heartedness has rekindled even the most morose and cynical of us. And we have seen what you have sketched in your pages. And so she pulls out what looks like this this sort of leather pouch. Uh-huh. 
and she kind of <laughs> she kind of opens it up a little bit. Yeah, and you can see it's like a series of jars, and there's all these little powders and pigments in them. You would know it's like it's literally for making paints and ink. Yeah, it's fine. And so she kind of hands it over to you. She, you can see she actually kneels down. So she's like face to face with you. Her knee is mm-hmm. on the ground. She hands it over. For when memory fails and a reminder is needed of deeds both noble and modest, she just places them in your hand. And and Gilly will take them and she, she'll clutch them to her chest. Thank you. And then she's going to reach out really quickly and to hug her. Uh, <laughs> and then she'll step Ooh. back. Thank you. <laughs> and return to the group. And then, and then she turns towards Sorendir. And she says, Sorendir, step forward. Uh, very slowly, awkwardly step forward. And you can see that she produces from, from this box. She kind of pulls this up, and as she does so, she says, Solandir, elf of Linden, god of Forland, warden of Eriador. And then she kind of like reaches up like this necklace, this this woven fiber. You can see there's a pendant on it. It's like she's going to put it on you. For remembering where you are, who you are, and that wherever you travel, you carry your people with you. She places it over you, and you can as you look down, you can see there's this pendant. And it's carved out of like rock or coral or something and it's a it's bearing the emblem of Forlon, this sort of through the ages shifting and changing and revision of the Noldor themselves of Linden and it's carried by all elves here and especially by the guards and then when you look at it at the corner of your eye you can see Balavan helmet removed kind of holding it under his arm many of the others as well and you can see they all have the same thing kind of hanging down on their chests. My lady. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of like start to reach up to touch it and I just stop before my hand gets to it. You, you truly honor me. Thank you. As you journey this world and aid these new friends of Forland, is you who will do honor to us. Do not hide who you are, Sorendir. Wear it proudly. I will. Thank you. So this kind of procession, this little ceremony ends. A few other elves begin to step up and you hear they begin to start singing. You hear this like very low kind of hum and then the second row begins and it's this serene it's not sad but at the same time it's not like it's not quickly paced and 
you feel all of you like a warmth kind of come over you as you're kind of led through these gates away from this statue of this mighty figure amongst the waves. You see outside the gates as you depart from the elves. There is a a wagon and there are two humans that are kind of milling about. Once the procession kind of fades, Amdrim remains kind of near your side for a few steps more. Balavan as well, kind of walking. And Amdrim says, once the ceremony is kind of complete, he says, these two were stranded along our shores more than a month ago before you all ventured here. They have been seeking a return journey. Goblins and storms waylaid them. Would you be so kind as to ensure their safety, at least as far as your paths align? They are friendly, and we mean them no ill will. Absolutely. So they will have our protection. I am sure they will. Thank you, Sorandir. And at that, Andrim bids his final farewell to all of you. And kind of returns. Balavan lingers a moment. Bid you. Sorandir will kind of like uh, awkwardly look at the party and then look mm-hmm. back at Balavan. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you exchange. A look, maybe. I, I mean, it's it's very modest, and like there's there's certainly, for anyone paying attention, you can tell that there's there's more that needs to be said or should be said. But duty calls, and you all have a journey to take. And Balavan has a city to protect. And he says, "I will see you when you return." And then doesn't wait, turns around, and begins. <laughs> following Amdurim back into the city. Sordnir's mouth opens as if he's ready to call out after him, but no words come out. And he just kind of lowers his head and turns around, looking towards the road. Okay. So, procession and circumstance over. Let's dive into the mechanics for a second. So first, those items, we're treating them, I'm going to treat them as uh, useful items. Uh, cool. but they're not going to count against your required totals. They're not full-on magical, but like treat them mechanically like useful items. Okay. Uh, hang on, I think I still got to put Sorandir's in. Um, but all of them essentially just help a skill. Like you can tap into it. Be, be good about it. Don't, you know, use it when it makes sense to use. Um, so like, you know, Gillies is craft. Like, use that when mm-hmm. it makes sense to use paints use, and inks, yes. you know? Like, don't, <laughs> not any time you roll craft, right? Uh, but you have them now. And gonna repair have... a boat with her paint? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna paint the boat, okay? Can I paint? Boy can make the boat. I will decorate it. Yeah. Can I just paint the, the wood panels that are missing where this hole is? Yeah. <laughs> just paint away like a like a Warner Brothers commercial, uh, cartoon? Okay. So that's one thing with it. And then the second thing is we need to get into our journey phase. Uh, and yes, you all need to, you need to kind of map it out for me. So um, how do we want... So I got the map up. Uh, if you all want to jump over to the area door map. 
Okay. So, are you, in fact, undertaking the task that the, the Lady of Forlorn has set in front of you? Meaning to literally journey into into the mountains of Angmar and find Othrengul. Is that your task? Is that what you're... Are you accepting this? Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she would be able to give you... I'll go ahead and kind of ping it on the map for you all. It is not... It is uh, It is west of... Her, her, her memory of it, and that, again, is potentially suspect, is that it's west of Karndum, and it literally... She remembers that it overlooked the Forad Waste, the the northern wastes, and so roughly on the map, I will put a little mark for you all, so that you all can see it. Um, somewhere in that, like, if you look all the way to the northeast, I'll move the map so I put a little green X around where you would be going. Got it. Got it. Okay. And that it means is. we're going a very long way. It's <laughs> a very, very, very long way. Yeah, so we're going from uh, from Forlon west of you know west uh, Linden, all the way in that direction. So let's dig into how you know we know how journey journeys work. Um, are we how are we doing in terms of? Someone's got to draw. Actually, let's start there. Someone's got to draw the yeah. the path. I think the safest route would be to go through the Shire and go north at Bree. Uh, do we want to go the safe route or the fun route? I mean, I think Gilly would vote for that one so she could say goodbye to her parents because this is going to be a really long journey. Okay. But um, I'm good with that. So to you guys. At least Hobbiton. I at least want to go through Hobbiton. <laughs> if if so. we go directly east to Bree and then head north from there. Yeah, and follow the greenway up and then skirt around Fornos. How's that land in the center there? It's just like all plain. Like up in uh, the Lonelands. The Lonelands. Yeah, so that is you've you've kind of been in parts of that area, but a little bit more to the east from there. Uh but yeah, that is yeah. the Lonelands, these it's just sort of endless not endless, but like you know, plains and hills and wastes, it's sort of there's a lot of different things there. I mean, Arrhenial, you might have spent time ranging that far at some point. Um, Marimben and Talendil uh, ha- have have probably ranged through there as well. So it is not safe place uh, as far as you can. You would probably guess it, it, the the likelihood of you potentially encountering some of like Lottie's like hill folk is probably higher there than. Mm-hmm. And some other paths you might take. Uh, I do want to clarify something with um, with Gilly. I know you said you want to go through Hobbiton. Your folks are in Bree, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I was wondering because I, I I couldn't tell if I heard that. That's right. just like, Ashley wanting to pop in and see more hobbits, and okay. you do those voices. <laughs> oh gosh. Hi. <laughs> That's a strictly Ashley. Got to visit Marge again. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So uh, go ahead. We can't and f- go through Bree without doing some chores for March. Achilles. Yeah, so I think we're just going straight east to make right. it to Bree. Go so are we going to like follow like the coast or? Yeah, we can follow the coast. I just drew a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think technically we would follow the coast. 
to uh, I think we should grains. climb that peak of the mountain that we're going over, you know, like <laughs> crest it. Long put a ruler up by his up by his monitor and just drew the thing across. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean I, I would say, yeah, following the Gulf of Loon. Okay. To the I mean, we havens. can turn this into two two journeys. We can turn this into a journey to Bree. That's one. Yeah. And we could do a second journey from Bree up. That's perfectly fine too. There's no reason we have to do everything, you know, in one big swell. It does mean like you would probably spend a couple days time in Bree. Resting. Be like, yeah. Yeah. That's perfectly reasonable. Uh, Erebon would still be a little hesitant to go that close to the Grey Havens as well. Despite everything that happened here, he, he still wouldn't like that idea. Okay. Okay, so, so draw your option. He yeah. he would go if that's what you guys want to do, but he probably would. Here, let me draw here. Okay. You know, like we could just uh, visit some dwarves and then get to <laughs> Bree. You all, the grave you all make this decision. Uh, yeah, the so Grave Haven's the... where that injured elf got sent. Yes, that's true. Yeah, mm. oh. Mendir. You mm-hmm. you might get a, a outvoted there, somewhere, dear. If I get outvoted, that's fine. I, I will go after this, but I. You know. Didn't we determine that Sorndir had like an exit, like every like, <laughs> major city? <laughs> <laughs> that's why he doesn't want to go I would be in agreement with all the, my exes uh, live in Texas <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure that everybody sees all the colors but I would go with purple which I think was Ashley's drawing yeah looks good Okay, so for Jeff, Let's who hasn't really been paying too much attention to anything you all said, because I don't know what the hell's going on with the map right now. There's a thousand different colored lines. Uh, what? Which of these lines am I following? We're going to go along the coast, uh, okay. cross past Mithron, or I can't read it because I wrote, like, drew Mithlond. right through it. Yeah, Mithlon, Ravens. Okay. And then right. go over and follow, uh, what is that? The Great... Brand, or go over the Brandywine Bridge to Bree. Okay, so you're gonna get along. So you are gonna cut through the. Sh- you're gonna cut through Mitchell, Mitchell Delving, and you're gonna go through the Shire, etc. Hit the Brandywine yeah. Bridge. Okay. Yes. All right. I think that all makes sense. And yeah, then relatively we'll call... straight shot east from Grey okay. Havens to Bree. And we'll just say it's not necessarily a journey all the way to Angmar, but we're gonna do like a a stop uh, at Bree, in Bree yeah. and probably Pit break strong. it at that point. That's fine. Okay. It's not that there's a timer on this or anything. We told uh, uh, Google Maps that we need to uh, find oops. a gas station and yeah. charge up. <laughs> I'm gonna just find a Starbucks on the route. A little bit. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, so that's done. How about rolls then? Um, guy, so like, we, I know we've done things before. I wasn't sure if you wanted to just give you a chance if anyone wanted to change. Guide is the person who's in charge of decisions concerning routes. It's a travel role. Uh, hunter is in charge of finding food in the wild. That's hunting. Lookout is in charge of keeping watch. That's awareness. And scout is in charge of setting up camp and opening new trails. And that's explore. Um, who we? Uh, Floyd is usually the guide. Are we changing that up at all? Uh, Gilly, you and I talked a while ago about possibly switching spots after our next fellowship phase. Are we doing that, or do you not want to? You're muted. It doesn't matter. We still have the same skills. Like we both have three in awareness, and it's favored. And we I, have you were gonna four. try and try and I wound favor. 
changing because I did healing and I did enheartance because we need help with our councils. Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay, so let's just stick to what we had then. Okay. What I will say, um, Arenial's cloak helps with travel. And so Arenial would like to try that out. If that's okay. I don't know that anyone other than me has hunting, so this may affect our ability to eat. I don't think I have two pips in hunting. I could do that. If we want to do a triangle shuffle with Gilly taking. I don't know. Yeah, we can do that. So Reniel's the guide. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that would put you to uh, to the scout. Yeah, I can do scout. Okay, sounds good. So we'll put. Okay, we're switching it up. Floyd, I got Floyd at scout. Gilly, you're at you're at um you're at lookout still. You're you're the only one who stayed stayed in the same role. Yeah. Um, Hunter is going to be Erebon, or excuse me, Sorendir. (laughs) The vegetarian. It happens. Is going to be the hunter in my head. Yeah. And then yeah, but (laughs) you're just going to slaughter animals left and right. Or maybe you just come back. You don't have to kill animals. You can just go get. I'm hunting for roots. Is what I'm doing. Yeah, (laughs) berries and things. Yeah. And our guide is finally our ranger is stepping into the guide role. It only took you 32 episodes. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. I'm so expecting I, this to go as I think it's going to. Well, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Sure. All right. So let's get started. Um, if you all remember, you all, you all remember how this works, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Arrhenial. So first of all, let's let now let's kind of come back. You guys are are, are meeting this this party uh, of two people. Um, when you kind of come up to them, you can see that they you, you might have crossed paths at some point uh, in your time within Forlond. Uh, they both look. You can tell that the, the the wagon is somewhat worse for wear, but you can also see that there are it's been patched uh, and like as if as if likely the the craftsmanship of the elves, the courtesy uh, of the elves has been extended to them as well. You don't see any fancy gifts around their necks or anything like that, but nonetheless, they, they, they do seem to be kind of friendly. And when you, when you come up, the, 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 there's a man and a woman, uh, and kind of the man has what looks like some kind of hat that's sort of a little bit off, off to the side, kind of askew somewhat. Uh, the woman has what looks like some kind of you know, like kind of bonnet half like wrapped around her hair, kind of smooth. And you can see some feathers from around the area, from around Linden. They're kind of adorning some of the curls. Um, and, and so the man sort of steps up and he's like, hello, my uh, my friends, uh, new friends, I, I hope. Um, my name is Elrica. This is uh, my wife, Alina. Hello. Um, we were told by... The Grand Lady of uh, Ortolos, that um, we might be able to have your your assistance for some time, or at least for part of the journey, if if you would be so kind. Well, yes. How do you guys get to Forland? Do you know where you're going? Oh well, you see. Uh, so Alina kind of steps up. We are from Thorbed, uh, to the southeast. Um, we uh, we've been tasked. Uh, by uh, by the captain of the Haven to try to uh, advance some trade opportunities um, in the area, and they were 
journeying here to Forland, uh, old maps and such. And we were thinking about possibly uh, hitting some stops along the way, but the uh, unfortunately the wagon has been uh, severely injured and such. But um, we uh, we would like to return. Um, if if you're going as as far as Bray, uh, we would we would much appreciate the company, and uh, we can part company there as we will be heading south um, along the North South Road. Uh, down to the Grey Flood. Have any of you been to Tharbad? Tharbad? Arenial, isn't that where your people were traveling to? I believe that uh, that was more the direction of the angle. Yeah. Uh, if anyone wants, you can roll lore to see if you know anything about Tharbad. It's perfectly fine. Let's do that. I will. I don't do lore well, but I will try anyway. <laughs> Ooh, that's a Gandalf. And remember to let a me know if you roll any Saurons. Single success for me. Okay. Uh, Floy or Gilly, were you rolling? No, I'll pass. Yeah, okay. I got a single su- uh, success. Okay, so you all would know that Tharabad is a city on the river, the Grey Flood. Uh, where the north-south road, uh, which is sort of connects to the greenway and such, um, uh, and there it's kind of known for having a, a very old and very impressive bridge. Um, it is not; it, it is an it is an old city actually, and it uh, from a time when you know Arnor was whole, Arnor was whole, and in, in the successor kingdoms as well. Uh, but it, it kind of occupied this this sort of unique position. Uh, where it wasn't necessarily part of, kind of had like semi-independence and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but of recent times, um, it, it's it has a reputation of, at least in the last several years, of being a not particularly great place um, where like the captain of the Haven, which is sort of the, the leader of the, the city, basically, uh, has been known to tax some folks here and there, and it sort of economically was a sort of a uh, kind of a, it was led by someone more um, more shady, um, and so it's it's known to be, or at least it has a reputation at least over the last several years of not necessarily being a particularly um, a particularly nice place. Um, rumor, I would say, with those with Arinial, uh, I'll say with the Gandalf. Rumor has it that there is new leadership in the city that is attempting to improve on that. Uh, that's probably the extent of what you would know. And Arinial generally doesn't get too involved in sort of political type talk, but you know she will say, uh, "Are you?" Are you feeling positive about the recent changes in your home uh, area? Captain Gurnow has been there. I, I, I know he's got some questionable pests, but um, hey, uh, Lady Stock certainly has straightened him out, and the two of them have have put Tharbad on a on a route. It, it's at their behest that we're traveling around, trying to reinvigorate uh, the city. I mean, there's not much river traffic any longer uh, but uh, whether it be here or 
Bray or uh, or even uh, Master Dwarf, we, we, we thought about maybe journeying up to the Blue Mountains and, and if it's if it's possible maybe we could um, we could get a uh, recommendation uh, from you on who we might speak to with your people. We are very friendly with well, with some of the dwarves, there's colonies, uh, well, a small colony that we'd still trade with uh, south in the Dunlins, uh, uh, you know, on the western slopes of the Misty Mountains. They, they come quite often, and we have exchanges. Uh, good people, they are, very. So uh, we have had uh, times interacting with, you, with dwarves. Uh, and if you could perhaps, you know, and very nervous, but at the same time, she's like angling for like, you know, can you tell me who to, to speak with? That kind of thing. No, I could give you a name or two. Oh, well, that would be that would be delightful, wouldn't that? Wouldn't that, Alrica? Well, that would be uh, that would be quite fun. Thank you, Mister Dwarf. Were you successful in your ventures in Forlorn? It. To be honest, uh, we lost some of uh, our product in the storm, but um, it's, it seems that. Um, the lady in uh, Master Amdurim has been very kind to us and um, has uh, has sent us back uh, with some uh, some some linens and things. As, uh, and perhaps we might be able to, to come to some sort of exchange. Sadly, he says that, uh, that, that the elves don't much travel on the rivers any longer. Their, their ships uh, take them across the seas. So, uh, but uh, there's potential uh we are invited back in fact uh, and uh, we, we go with with some sort of terms um so i'm optimistic at least uh, so it's not all a loss and if i uh, mr uh mr floy is it uh if uh, uh, perhaps uh, we might be able to 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 make some sort of connection as well not not nearly as uh, heroic duty as the four of you but um People need to eat, and we're trying to reach out and make new friendships and repair old reputations. We are, we, in our travels, we were also beset upon the road and lost some of what we were overseeing in travel, so understand that that can be. Very, very dangerous. And, and of course, if, if the four of you ever find yourselves... Uh, southward uh, of the Bree lands and um, please come come visit uh, it, it, it's not the um, it's not as grandiose as, as, as full on of course but uh, and, and certainly there's work to be done but a little bit of elbow grease and hard work and duty and dedication and I, I think we are on the, the right path yes might be some time before down south again. We'll be of, in the north course. for a while. Of course, of course. Maybe, uh, maybe you will. Your your friends of cousins of the uh, the dwarves in the, in the south. They're, they're they're quite kind. They are. They are are a bit um, rowdy. I'm not sure if all your kind is like that, but they are very friendly. So we would be be be. be be very kind. Uh, we would we would love to make an introduction, of course. Hmm, so, so that's them trying to reroute us. 
to the hills right now or just they're not like forcing you they're just like they're just sort of talking i imagine this is just like early travels you're with still within a couple miles of forlorn there's no real danger here like they're just you're just sort of talking and introducing each other you're going to be with each other for a couple weeks probably in terms of travel yeah, it's going to be a yeah going to be a while so this is just sort of basic intros you're kind of feeling each other out yeah i wouldn't say that we necessarily talk a ton about what we're doing um but you know knowing sure. that it is a long travel the, the more that they're willing to kind of talk and pass the time mm -hmm. okay uh so with that uh, introductions out of the way uh let's get into some roles uh Arineal, you gotta do a travel role i do have to do a travel role so mm -hmm. i do i have in travel i've got two in travel and it is not favored and i will see what i do and that is oh, i failed by one and it is a 13 and i needed a 14. okay so it's about how i thought that would go I'll immediately immediately we're regretting everything that's that's happening <laughs> immediately something that i will actually say um something that i will actually say um because in the last kind of several uh fellowship phases we've sort of cycled between um kind of brie um and then the mountains with floy and then forland with Sorndir. um so I'll actually say that, um, and I was kind of thinking this ahead of time anyway, but I think it, it works with the role, is that you kind of notice with Arineal, um that she does sort of seem to be maybe daydreaming a bit, that when she's kind of trying to get her bearings and maybe, you know, kind of she likes to sort of get to higher ground and you kind of see where she's going, you kind of notice that it takes her a while to kind of catch up with the group and she's just... You know, it's expected that, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, spending a lot of time with family all the time, but sort of this succession of everyone else in the group being around kind of their kind is kind of put her in a slight bit of melancholy and just sort of spending some time away. So I think it makes sense that she was not really paying as close attention as she should have. Okay. Uh, Soren, dear, uh, could you roll a hunting test? First I couple can days, do that. Yeah, first couple days to travel. Again, it's not very difficult. Uh, you are, however, passing by the colony where you fought the goblins, and you can see that there's yeah, there's some trepidation as these new um, travelers is passing by as they kind of regale you with their encounter with goblins. And in fact, they they weren't just two; there was a third. A kind of a hired, a hired mercenary, a guard that came with him that that unfortunately fell, uh, and they kind of they're sort of telling you this like you camp out not too far away from you know, I, you know after the first day's travel from where this happened and you hear the sounds of of wool, you know wolves in the distance howling nothing too close uh, gives you maybe sort of memories perhaps of of wargs fought up near Angmar, up near Mount Grom. Uh, Soren Deer, you awake in the morning early and you go hunting. You, you kind of sort of venture a little bit further northward towards the edges of the of the forest themselves. Uh, Helsong, thank you so much for that sub. That's so very kind of you. Um, 
so Sorndir, how'd you do on that roll? I got an extraordinary success. Okay. You are at the again, you're 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 kind of at the edge of of the forest itself. You can see that like the thickness of the forest, like the really like where you were kind of traveled through and encountered the goblins and Floy had his incident, you know, with the with the creature of, you know, that kind of peeled itself off from shadow. You're not in the thick of it. It's more just like the scattered copses of trees, sort of like if you're looking at the map, like the southwest edges of the forest themselves. And you found yourself this grove of kind of bushes of berries, and you find yourself kind of kind of collecting them. And you hear suddenly the sounds of it almost sounds like thunder at first, but you realize it's not right. It's and then you feel the ground and the ground sort of shaking and you're thinking it's like a, a quake of the earth and then then finally you look up and you see bolting out from between this these trees this elk very large bigger than you antlers kind of kicking off and this sort of symmetrical but very complex forms and you see it just burring down on you it it you see it start all of a sudden as it sees you and as it tries to kind of dodge out of the way of you run away you hear and you see an arrow explode uh cutting right through the neck of the creature that goes rolling down to the ground what do you do uh uh, i'm running up to the elk uh, uh seeing if i can provide any first aid uh, okay, go ahead, and as you get up to the elk, you can see an, an arrow has gone through its throat, undoubtedly. Uh, it is not yet dead. It is laboring. Roll a healing test. Uh, I rolled a five. I needed an 18. <laughs> you, unfortunately, oh don't have the knowledge to piece together a way to save this creature but I will say is that you could find a way to take it out of its misery as you can tell it's laboring to breathe and it's choking on itself yeah I will uh, knowing that I can't save it I'll pull my knife and I'll uh, say a few words in Elvish over it and then heroine Edith Abueneth, and I take my knife and I slice the throat to put it out of its misery. And as you're going through and saying those words, you make the cut, lower your head, kind of reverence. You hear a voice shout out to you. Edda! Do not get any ideas. That is my kill. And you look up and you can see there is a man standing there. 20, 30 feet away, uh, stepping out from behind a tree. He's got what looks like all sorts of like different furs and leathers on, a hunter of some kind. You can tell from a distance this scraggly beard, clearly human, not at all an elf. You can tell he's got the bow in his hand, this large bow. Thank you for putting it out if it's misery, but it is I who shot the arrow that killed it. It will be... It will be my kill. I will dress it. I will take it. If you would like a piece, I can give you that, but I must ask you to step away. 
uh, still kneeling down. Uh, I'll hear all that. I won't turn to face him. Yeah, uh, I'll clean off my nice knife and then slowly stand up. I trust you shot this creature for a good reason. My belly is empty. I need to eat. What other reason is there to kill such a creature? Gesture to how we're surrounded by berries. The forest gives plenty of food without taking the life. Berries I do enjoy, but it does not fill the belly. And when it does, it leaves me weak. I will eat the meat. I will be stronger for it. I mean no disrespect, Elf. I have great reverence for these creatures. Would you have me leave it to be torn to pieces by the wolves that hunt this area? No. No, I would not. You have killed it. Eat it. Thank you. I mean no ill will toward you. In fact, I should warn you. If you journey eastward, there are fierce wolves that are hunting the plains between the trees and the shore. I have encountered them more than once. He kind of holds up his arm. He's got this, like, wrap around that's still kind of... You can tell it's kind of got this darkened reddish-brown, like it's like he's suffered, like, a bite recently, and he kind of points to looks like a scar on his neck. They are mighty and they are high in number. And they are fierce and bold. A single elf or a small group will not deter them. I appreciate the warning. Thank you. Which way are you traveling? I return to the forest. That is where my home is. I am am Asborn. I am friend to those in Forland which I assume is from where you are. I see the mark on your chest. He kind of points to the necklace that you wear. Yes, I am Sorendira Forland. Good day to you, then. Peace be with you. And be wary. Do not underestimate them. They are very intelligent creatures, and they are led by a large matriarch. Fierce with red eyes and white fur. But she somehow will sneak upon you in the shadows. You would think it not possible, but it is. These wolves, how how large is the pack? I have counted at least ten, perhaps more. Thank you for the morning. We, we will be cautious. Good day to you. And he kind of mutters like a like a, a basic goodbye greeting, like an elvish. It's a little mangled, but it's it's it's, it's accurate. I'll reply in elvish and then uh, head back towards the group with my berries. And you hear him kind of like kneel down to the ground, like the sort of like the grinding as he begins to sort of dress the kill. And he returned. Um, go ahead and everyone take fatigue. As the first night's travel isn't too terrible, but it's nonetheless how this game works. Um, Everyone's taking one? Everyone takes one, yeah. So, I mean, I, I keep these things 
hidden from from you all so I can kind of make them up as like make up what happens um, but essentially if you all want to know like how this how this works I, I, I roll a check to see who's who's got the event okay in this case it was the hunter and so that's you this time and then I roll an event you know what kind of event and depending upon what land you're in it might be a favored role a regular role or an ill-favored role in this case it's favored you guys got the best sort of the, one of the best which is like a shortcut unfortunately you failed the test uh with your five um which means that you don't actually get the shortcut <laughs> but everyone the company <laughs> does gain one fatigue yes. it's been a rough start <laughs> that's fine okay uh so Orenio, uh Sorendio returns uh, i would say you all are kind of smart enough as you're kind of packing up the camp for the morning you can see he's got little flecks of blood uh, kind of here and there, probably barely, barely, you know, there as he kind of killed. But as you you see him walking up, returning with bushels of berries of some kind. What did you stick I yourself would... on bushes? You're you have blood on you and the picking of berries. Uh, I came across a hunter, and helped him with his kill he gave us warning of a pack of wolves in the area have been preying on travelers we should be cautious there's quite a few of them and they apparently are quite intelligent so should we reroute I don't know if we really could reroute we need to go east and we're stuck between the coast and the mountains i think we should just be cautious okay we'll we will keep our eyes around at all times and we'll make sure to share with the humans that we will continue to keep their safety of utmost importance but uh there may be some dangers ahead Okay. And they have uh, nothing that the lot of you can handle, I hope. Yes? Well, it's just don't wander too far. Stay with the nice sights. Or they'll get to uh, you before I can. Absolutely. Uh, I've got, you know, and he kind of picks up what looks like this. It's not It's not like a, a formal weapon. It's some sort of like blackjack club type of weapon. He's like, oh, I can. I'm not the greatest in a fight, nor is, nor is my wife, but. We can knock some noggins if necessary. Don't worry. Floyd is very dangerous over short distances. <laughs> I've heard that before. We've had uh, dwarvish mates and Thorbad has said dwarves are natural sprinters. It's true. Can confirm. Alright, so Renio, go ahead and make another travel test. I'm so tempted to, uh, use some of the uh, these sixes that we have to roll this at least it favored mm -hmm. do it alright we have seven so I'm going to spend five of them to uh, roll this at favored so roll dwarf should sound like Pavel uh, yes yes uh, I am is... Pavel I am a dwarf Oof. of Gladrock <laughs> this is my pet he is a marmot 
I'm glad I spent it uh, because I did fail the first time. And oh on my. my second roll, I got a uh, 19 over 14. So that is a success. Okay. Nice you job. all are trying to stick as close to the coast as possible. Is it the plan? Correct. All right. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, maybe you're less distracted. Maybe the sound, maybe the story about these wolves, Arineal, you, you like kind of refocus. For sure. Yeah, you've, you've had a few weeks underneath the care and guidance of these elves where maybe your you know, your your senses have, have, have dulled ever so slightly without the need to constantly be aware of dangers and such. Uh, but after a few days, the muscle memory returns and you get back to and kind of tracking the pass and being a little bit even more concerned. You have a cart now that you have to concern yourselves with. So you have to steer yourselves around some of these the, sort of the muddier portions near near the coast where it's you're still hitting rain from time to time as well as the storms continue to roll in some of them very violent but you do seem to the next few days uh everyone a little bit more alert kind of keeping an eye out for for anything uh oops there we go uh another soren deer roll another hunter roll all right <laughs> yes middle earth canonically there are marmots at least in our version of middle earth there are marmots galore <laughs> oh my gosh we should that go is a... we should go to the swamps and talk to the the talking ferrets there's no not ferrets they're marmots now okay Ooh. my mind ideas okay <laughs> nice marmot uh, uh that was a great success uh that was a 19 over 14 okay you all, just as I, I kind of described this much easier path to take, um, Sorendir, you, you can see that the the elevation is kind of descending a little bit, like the the high cliffs of Forlan. That was Forlan was kind of built at a high point on the cliffs, and while you're not directly on the beach or anything like that, the shoreline is much closer, and there's periodic switchbacks. You're able to kind of weave down and wade out into the waters and kind of use the ocean itself, find what you can there. Maybe a few others participate, find shells or crabs or other things, kelp, seaweed, etc., that might actually be used in, in some sort of food for the evening. However, at one point, um, as you all are kind of ruining, uh, moving about, you can tell that Soren Deer, you're coming back up and you can see at kind of this horrifying moment where the wagon has gotten just a little too close to the edge and there's about a 15 foot drop off to the shore below and you can see the wheel just go over the edge and just suddenly the, the wagon's tilted, a few of their barrels kind of fall out and drop. You hear shouts like, oh, no, wait, wait, as they kind of shouting to one another. And now the wagon is just sort of like perilously tipping over the side with the rear like kind of passenger side wheel is kind of just tipping over, spinning around. Nothing seems to have been broken, but you see a few things have fallen down. A couple things have scattered about, like a barrel has ruptured at the bottom. Small mishap. Um, how do you all want to handle it? You said the drop was 15 or 50? It's about 15 to 20 feet or so, all the way down to the shore from where, like the, the actual... Uh, the wagon is kind of like tipped over the side. 
No one's take fallen yet, but you yeah, can take tell a look over struggling. the cliff to see if it's like salvageable or it's just destroyed. Yeah, the barrel has been busted uh, and split open, and you can see there's all these different, like individually wrapped, like elvish packages, likely maybe linens or things like that, that have fallen and scattered, uh, kind of getting covered up in, in sand. Easy enough to recover those. The bigger issue right now is that the wagon is kind of teetering off the side. Uh, the barrel can probably be fixed just with, you know, maybe a half an hour, hour's worth of time of kind of like patching or repatching, maybe painting over top of where the hole is now, something like that. So Aridio wants to focus on the uh, wagon. Okay, kind what of, do you want to do? Um, basically looking for an athletics uh, check, trying to kind of pull the wagon. Yeah, Gilly will like take her rope and hook and like do like the same thing we did with the other one kind of. Okay. And uh, attach it and try and help. All right. Yeah. Reno, go uh, ahead and roll uh, that athletics. Someone else doing something? Yeah, I'll take some berries and I'll I'll squish them on the underside of the carriage to grease it up a bit, so that it'll uh, slide along. Okay. Reno, roll an athletics test. Take two bonus die from Gilly's help and whatever the hell Sorendir is doing. <laughs> uh, to give you I feel like it's gonna be one of those things that like as she's pushing, she's just like getting all of this like berry grease all over her. Mm-hmm. All right, so first roll. Um, all right, I've got some. That is definitely a success plus two sixes on my d sixes. So I okay. believe that is what we call an extraordinary success. <laughs> okay, you just like that was such a uh, such a roller coaster there. Um, it's my thought process happening out loud. Fair enough. Uh, and I always tell you to do that, so that's good. I always tell you to think out loud. Okay, so, <laughs> yes. Uh, Arineal, you're up ahead getting ready to kind of sort of track looking, you know. Uh, Gilly, too, you're out there kind of keeping an eye out for any signs mm-hmm. of um, of danger, any suggestions of wolves, things like that. Uh, and then you come rushing past at the sounds of the screams from these two humans. You see Sorendir mushing up parries and kind of greasing Gilly. You get the the grappling hook in between Gilly and Arineal and probably Floyd coming over pulling it from the side the humans get out as well and they're pushing from behind and you're able to kind of get the uh, get the wagon back underway uh, everyone go ahead and take two fatigue as it does take some time and exhaustion and you do expend a little bit of time helping them kind of gather up some of the materials that are scattered about in the sand and rocks below uh, along the shore Never thought that would be how berries would be used, but here we are. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a hunting roll, so I had to find a way to work that in. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Uh, you do hear the sounds, Gilly, by the way, uh-huh. of wolves in the distance. You can hear these these howls. And they kind of kind of echo as if they're coming from these different locations. You see some are behind, some are ahead, some are just to the north. The ground around you is relatively flat, like there's not undulating hills or anything like that, and you don't see signs of them. There are outcroppings of rock, occasional tree here and there scattered about, uh, but nothing to suggest that they're near you. But you can tell that they are in the area. Orinio, uh, make another travel roll, please. Oh, goodness. This is how it works. All right. We're getting out of our comfort zones here. <laughs> I know. This is good, though. This is good. You're going to need this. Oh, this is a... That is a success with a 
15 over a 14. Okay. And you continue along the coast, right? You're always sticking to the coast. So, roll up the next one. Okay, so the next target uh, is Awareness, uh, Gilly Kettlegrass. Uh, Lookout. Please roll your Awareness test. uh. Okay, Uh, I am going to spend a hope. Okay. To... Tap into my distinctive feature. Okay. The next couple of days are pretty rough in terms of weather. And you can see that you're starting to notice, like, the cloud formations themselves are getting darker and darker. You see choppiness in the waters as you're getting further inward, in fact. You can see those storm clouds off to the west are starting to roll in. You've been pelted with rain more than once. You've had to slow down from time to time. You kind of peer off a little, like the traveling along these, ro- like the rocky coast here is becoming dan- more dangerous as the, as the rocks get wet and slippery. And it's not just the wagon that's having trouble, but you all are occasionally having slipping and falling. You feel a, a boot kind of get, you know, kind of lost into what is some sort of like puddle of water and mud. You pull it on out and you have to kind of shake it out and clean it. And other times someone tumbles down, you can see your pack has kind of slipped down the slippery rock kind of almost once or twice uh, as you kind of peel past a section of the coastline where there is no beach. It just kind of a pack falls into the water and someone has to go fishing out. And the next several days of travel are are not uh, not the best. Gilly, how'd you do? Extraordinary success. Okay. Yay. A couple times, Gilly, you do manage to to hear the sounds of those wolves. And at night... As you're laying down for bed, you do notice at, at a distance, just as like you're getting ready to, to doze off, you see shadows moving, kind of shifting here mm-hmm. and there. And you look around the camp and you see Orineal is there, you see Floy is there and Sorendir and, and both of your, your human companions, these merchants. And you can tell that there are, you're getting surrounded. What do you do? Gilly wakes everybody up. Okay. And uh, she's going to add more um, tinder to the fire. Okay. So the fire gets a little bit bigger. Now it's still raining. Storms mm-hmm. kind of sweeping in. Winds. So like like you, you add more and it blaze, but then it kind of you know, gets Dims. a little wet and then it blaze. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest. But yes, you, you it's definitely bright around your camp. But you got all of you as you wake up, you look around, you listen, and yeah, you hear the sounds of of snarls and distant howls and things like that that are somewhere in the shadows. I'll just ready my arms and get in front of the humans we're escorting. Okay, and you can see like Alina kind of steps up, and, like you step in front of her. She's like, "Excuse me," and she steps around to the side. She's got like <laughs> what looks like this big old pan up and ready to go. And Alaker is right there too with his makeshift black, black you know, uh, blackjack. And he's like, "Don't worry, Dwarf. We've got your back. Let him come. Let him come." Well, the rest and of any, I'll just go get, if any if any step out, it's pretty much just swing at him. Okay. 
Uh, what are the rest of you doing? Uh, Sorendir is wearing both of his elvish cloaks now, thanks to Irenial, uh, to stay out of the rain. Um, would I be able to stealth into the shadows just to get away from the fire so I'm not a big target? Like, I know they're wolves and they can still smell and everything, but I'd like to try and uh, just slip away and get away from the light so I can see into the darkness better. Yes, go ahead and roll a stealth test. And yes, you can use your cloak. How do you always know? Oh my goodness. Thank you, Raiders. That's what you do. Oh my gosh, Orkin's Balter TV, thank you so much for the raid. Hi. Thank you so much. Hey, welcome, uh, guys. We are playing One Ring 2nd Edition. Uh, we have our ongoing campaign here. We're currently in the middle of a journey phase as we're traveling from uh, the Elves of Linden in the west of Eriador. They're trying to return to the Breelands. Um, but we very much appreciate that raid. It's very, very kind of you. Um, Okay, right now our our elf of the party is trying to sneak off into the darkness as uh, the party is being surrounded possibly by wolves here. Uh, so how'd you do? Uh, yeah, so I, I got my d12 plus four d6s and I needed a 14 and I rolled exactly a 14. Ooh, that's, that's very close. If I did not get that extra <laughs> die, that extra one, I would have lost. I would have failed. My goodness. All right, Soren Deer, you sneak off into the into the darkness. Rain is is pelting. You can hear like it, it kind of coming down. You see puddles around you. But in a strange way it's actually helping you because not only is it is it making the place a little bit a little bit darker. There's not a whole lot of moonlight or sunlight, obviously, because the storm clouds are up and they're getting full. You look up into the sky and it's, it's almost as black there as it is in the distance to the south where you like look out across the, the bay of the gulf. And you, you notice that one of the shadows themselves, as you are looking to the north, looking for the sides, it's looking for signs of these wolves, you see one flash of like white light just whiffed by you like it's not like a like a lantern but just this sudden appearance of white just move about 20 feet off to the north of you and you hear the like footsteps like in the mud in between like the the torrential downpours as it's getting thicker and thicker and thicker Okay, so we've got Floy, you're standing with your, your merchants, you're kind of keeping them guard. Sorinder, you've slipped off into the darkness, and you, you think you've caught sight of sort of the, the matriarch of this pack, that, that large, kind of white-furred wolf. Gilly and Arineal, what are you, you two up to here? For Arineal, um, so we did hear about the wolves a while back in our travels, so would it be appropriate to say that maybe Arineal has kind of spent some time um, maybe kind of sharpening up some sticks along the way. And I want to see if if I'd be able to do that and kind of try to put them around the wagon a little bit. Okay. So you... you so you, sort of like a trap-ish. Okay. Uh, why don't we do... Not that maybe, I'm using the wagon as bait, but... <laughs> okay, why don't we do like a maybe a craft roll to sort of piece together this trap for you, get some spikes and situate them in such a way? Oh dear. Uh, Were you thinking of something else? <laughs> no, that's that's very appropriate. Okay. Um I am I am going to take one of the uh D sixes that we have 
uh, donated so that I can at least rolling 2d6s on this. Okay. So that I can try to succeed at this uh, craft roll. Ooh, and that's a Gandalf. So I did succeed. (laughs) You know, I used to like Gandalf. (laughs) Okay, so you have... You've you've essentially like every couple of feet you have these these wooden spikes kind of coming up and out, almost like protecting against like the charge of cavalry, right? And luckily, okay. and like in in some ways, the 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 wetness of the ground is actually aiding, and you're able to sort of twist and grind like the the bare like the butt end of the, of these spikes into the ground. And every few feet, you're able to to sort of intersperse it. How strong they are, you're not sure. You're not in like the strongest of forest like again you're getting like scattered trees so you're getting a lot of like driftwood and things like that how well they would possibly um like withhold against like a charge of creatures you're not sure but it certainly would help um but we'll say you get it you get it decently surrounded okay gilly uh what would you be doing uh gilly's climbed up into the wagon and she's got her bow and arrow racked and ready okay all right, so you've got it ready. Is there anything else you want to do in terms of just getting ready? I know you and Floyd are both kind of getting ready. Is there anything more active you want to do before I unleash what's about to happen? Ernie will get her. Uh, now I'm extra nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe uh, Gilly will take that if I have the time. Um, maybe dip some oil on a few of my arrows. Okay, that's fine. You can do that. All right, so you've got some oil-soaked arrowheads. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe wrap some cloth around them as well, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Deer, you're out away from the camp, and you can't see them specifically, but you can see shadows. It's like the contrast in light. You see the, the fire kind of occasionally getting a little higher and then dimming back down and higher and dimming back down. And between you and it, you can see a shadow something move off to the side another kind of move off as well and you can tell like it looks like this pack of wolves is beginning to surround the party and you are aware of this as since you are out and away from the the specific group but your party isn't necessarily able to see these things i caught a glimpse of the white one earlier right yes would i be able to catch another glimpse and try to move closer to that one sure uh, how did you do on your stealth test? Did you was it like a great success or was it extraordinary? No, I success? just I just barely succeeded. A fourteen, okay. fourteen. Let's do it. Then, and then if you're trying to get up and close, you close in on her. You're gonna have to probably do another test here. As you're shifting gears, and it's a little dangerous. Uh, I'm rolling a lot of ones, but I think I still got it. I got a sixteen this time. Okay. You uh, 16 get, over 14. You start moving through the mud and the rock, and you you get as close as maybe 10 feet away. And you, you take a couple, another step forward, you hear the crack of, like, lightning, and suddenly the whole area is lit, that just momentary glimpse, and you see there's, like, eight or ten different wolves that have surrounded this camp. And you can see the... The sort of the white furred one, the the wet, the you know the wetness of it is still there, but nonetheless you can tell. Her head whips around as if maybe she smelled you or heard you. You quickly duck down beneath this this outcropping, this like jagged boulder sticking up out of the earth, 
And as you do, you see these red eyes just suddenly reflecting a bit of the lightning. And this big maw. You can see just like open teeth, just fangs ready to rip. And you are within 10 feet, but you don't think it saw you. Uh, unless other people want to do something, I, I'd be ready to attack it. I, I, I think Sorendir would be thinking that if we take out the the matriarch, the, the rest of the pack might disperse. I like this bold Sorendir. He's 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 not he's not Erebon anymore. Is Erebon no. who is the the goblins Erebon changed him? The goblins changed you. Yeah. Okay. You, <laughs> you suddenly get your your cloak and your okay. Uh, here's what we'll do. We don't necessarily have to do full on initiative. Uh, what I will say is we'll treat this kind of like. Yeah, we'll just sort of do, we'll treat this again like we did our, we'll treat this more like a skill endeavor, we'll say. And everyone kind of, like, everyone will do a, a task of some kind. And so let's 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 paint the picture then. Everyone, so Floyd, you're standing shoulder to shoulder with the with the merchants out in front of the, uh, of the fire, out in front of the wagon. All of you have weapons up. Gilly, you're standing on top of the wagon, okay? Rain pouring down. You have a handful of arrows. You have them you know, kind of soaked and ready. Maybe your lantern's off to the side, ready to go. Arineal, you've managed to set a, a ro- like a, this ring of spikes uh, around the wagon itself. You've got your new bow from your elvish friends ready to go as well. And Sorendir, uh is not here. He abandoned you uh, as he snuck into the shadows. You, you all saw him kind of like sneak out into the shadows. Yeah, yeah. So there's a quietness for a moment. Like the, that lightning goes dark and then you all kind of feel like a wind kick up and then the, the the rain almost goes horizontal and just like whacks you in the face floy you're standing there kind of out in front of everybody else and that's when you see suddenly movement as first it's the reflection of of the fire in the eyes of what looks like four five six wolves that are kind of coming in this fan in the direction of where you and these uh, these two humans uh, humans are Gilly. You see another you see another couple like looks like about three or four of them charging at the wagon. Sorendir, you see as the uh, this this matriarch wolf begins to sort of circle around as if it's kind of letting all of the attention be drawn to like this this huge pack of wolves that are now charging in at your compatriots. And it looks like that matriarch is like weaving around, like it's almost trying to sneak back around behind the wagon. And you're certain that Gilly and Arineal haven't noticed it yet. What does everybody do? I start swinging up my axe around and just screaming at the wolves circling me. Be like, ha okay, ha! <laughs> Go ahead and roll it down. <laughs> Wait. More of like an orb, sort of like intimidating. Unless they're already charging in and they're at They me. are charging in. They're 100% okay. charging in. If you're just trying to scare them away, you can do that too. But uh, they are charging in, in mass. And then I'll start swinging at them. Okay, go right ahead and roll an attack. Fifteen great success. Okay. Nice. Uh, what's the what's the damage on that? That uh, would be fourteen damage. Fourteen damage. So you can see these six start coming in. One of them is coming right at you. Its eyes lock with you for a second. It's got this 
mottled, like, you know, like matted, like brown and, and sort of gray fur. You can see its mouth hangs open. There's some sort of scar along its, along its sort of cheek underneath the eye. And it's... And you just stand there and you stand there and you can see the other, like the people behind you. Are, are they backing up? Are you moving forward? And then the, the, at the last, like the last five feet as this thing's charging, it's just coming at you. It's mouth wide open. You step off to the side and just kind of cleave it right across its underside. And you look back and it slams to the ground on its side, scatters and skids across the, the, wet, uh, the wet rock and comes to a rest just a couple feet from the fire. And you're pretty sure it's not moving. Uh, Gilly, you're up on the... We can do whatever we want, but Gilly, you're up on the up on the wagon. You see this happen. You probably have a better vantage point mm-hmm. than Arinio, who's on the ground. And you see this this wolf, and you also notice as you look horrific horrifically down. There's a couple that are coming at you. Two of them seem to like get caught up in one of the spikes uh, and the, the spikes that Arinio set around the wagon. But you can mm-hmm. see this other one from a great distance. It's getting ready to leap, and you remember from your time up near Angmar, they can leap a significant distance. Yeah. What she's do you want to do? Sh- she's going to shoot at that one that's leaping. Okay, go right ahead. Okay. Wonderful. I don't like that word. Unless it's sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a 17, so 17 I hit, but I didn't get any yeah. extra sixes. So What's the total it damage? Does a total of four damage. All right. Uh, you fire at this thing, and you hear... As you get it, like in the shoulder, but mm-hmm. it still leaps and it still makes it up into the back of the wagon. And now you look over, there's this wet wolf, okay, that's black, completely mm-hmm. black and for these yellow eyes as it scrambles about, like knocking these barrels left and right and these, these different tarps. It's kind of getting caught up in all of the gear back here, but it kind of stands awkwardly. It's, it's, it's front left, uh, its front left leg is kind of limp, but it kind of looks back at you. Yeah. And Gilly growls back at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does that sound like? So it sounds more like a yippy dog, but <laughs> she's trying. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Arinial, uh, you're at the baseless wagon. What do you want to do? As you just saw it kind of get assaulted. I want to hear that hobbit growl. You can work on it if you want. Oh, we'll did it not pick you. it up? I, I didn't hear it. Oh. I think Stream might have heard it. I didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. I did growl, but <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll listen back later. All right, Arinial. One of them is in the is in the wagon now, like left up. You could hear that there are two on the ground. One of them, you can tell, has like almost impaled itself on one of the spikes you set. The other one, it looks like it's kind of gotten caught up in it, uh, and it kind of in- interrupted its leap. Uh, and it's sort of like weaving around and trying to back up and get a more running start to hop into the wagon. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, if I can, I would quickly uh, switch to sword because Gilly is my fellowship focus. And so I am going to be all about protecting her. Um, impressed by the growl. Okay. <laughs> but know that she isn't <laughs> necessarily <laughs> the uh, okay. uh, melee type. So okay. this is going to be a sword uh, sword attack to, to um. it. Okay. Uh, that is a. Do you, do you hop up into the wagon to attack the one in the wagon, or do you take care of any of the ones that are on the ground with you? Uh, no, I'm doing the one in the wagon. 100. Okay, so you hop up wagon. into the wagon, leaving these yep. these other here. Okay. 
Uh, so I am well above where I need to. I'm not even going to do all of the math on that. How do you know? Extra These might have plus 15 to parry. You don't know. Oh, it's fine. They have uh, plus yeah, that's a 22. Uh, what's the damage? The damage, unfortunately, um, is only three. Okay, so you hop up, but in the process of hopping up, right, you like you kind of lunge out. You don't get as much as much leverage on the stab as you would otherwise mm-hmm. because you're you're kind of doing, trying to do it all at once. And you can you stab it in its back hindquarters as it's kind of closing in on you, like as they're exchanging growls. And you stab it, and you hear, and it turns its head back and it stares at you. But it is not down. Uh, it is it is still fine. Okay, Sorendir. Uh, you hear the sounds of growls and shouts and everything coming. Some very confusing sounds, in fact, out uh, <laughs> over by, over by the wagon and by your camp. The thunder is is kind of crackling, and you can see that the that that large wolf is not running, but slowly, kind of very quietly, like like a lion in a savanna, like moving closer and closer, like waiting for the kill shot. W- what do you want to do? I'm lunging for it with my spear. Okay, go ahead and take a bonus die uh, because it you did pass on your stealth before as you attack it. Uh, this does not have any bonus to parry, so it's whatever your normal TN is. Werewolf Hobbit. A were-hobbit. Oh, there we go. <laughs> half, half human, half hobbit. <laughs> that is a really success. <laughs> and because I am using a keen great spear, it uh, triggers a piercing glow. Okay. Uh, awesome. I will, I will roll... Uh, let's see. What's the what? What's my target? Uh, injury sixteen. Okay, I will take. I will burn a hate to get an extra die on this for my protection roll. <laughs> Would you call me? You also lose a hate when I uh, hit you with my uh, spear because of okay. my gleam of wrath as an elf. What did I? What did I have to hit? I rolled a sixteen. Sixteen. That I had sixteen on the dot. Uh, one of and it was you know one one six four six. So. Uh, all right, and I lose a hate from you attacking it. I spent a hate. And how much was the total damage? Uh, five damage. Okay. So you, as this thing is creeping up, creeping up quietly, you just come up from behind the rock as it just moves past you, and you just thrust the spear, the great spear, forward. The spear that Balavan has now given to you freely. And you just straight into the ribs of this thing, and it whirls on you. And you can feel your grip nearly fall. That just the, the sheer force and power of this huge matriarch, this huge creature. It's it's bigger than these other wolves by far. And you almost lose lose you lose your grip from the wetness and from the uh, from the movement. But you manage to hold, and then eventually, like the the spearhead, like pops out, and it turns towards you, the red eyes staring, and. Uh, as I lunged, yeah. I, I was yelling in Elvish as well, Drigo, which means be gone. Okay. I am now going to take a couple attacks. Uh, this wolf chieftain will target, uh, this wolf matriarch, I should say, will target you. Because um, it's your only target. Uh, I mean, will... it could just turn and run. I, I think that'd be fair, you know, story-wise. It certainly could do this. Uh, it's certainly <laughs> it's not option. going to do this. Okay. Okay, uh, that is a 10 on my d12, 14, 7. That's 20 on the dot. How is that? 19 parry. Okay, so that hits you. Uh, it is a 10 on my die. Uh, no sixes to spend. Um, 
Okay. Uh, Damage-wise, you're taking four points of damage from this bite. That's it. I don't have anything. To, I don't have any bonus die to spend. Uh, as it turns around, and as the spear kind of pops out of its side, and you nearly lose, like lose it. Like you have to like, quickly grab it and set your feet. Your foot slides ever so slightly, and you're not able to get the the, the like the haft of the spear up in time to parry its its bite as it just right on your in your arm as you're lifting. Uh, as you're lifting your left arm to kind of balance against a blow, and you just feel the fangs rip into it, and you can't help but think back to, like, Asbjorn and, like, that blood and that kind of bloody patch. is sort of the exact same bite. Okay. Uh, How much Floyd. damage was that? I'm sorry. Four points. It was just four. I didn't have any, anything special. Uh, okay. Uh, Astralis, this game is is not set in the same era. That We're set uh, in between The Hobbit and uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at. We're like in, in that time period, um, and Ring of Power Second Age. So we're like late Third Age, basically. Okay. Uh, then around Floy, uh, who is your with your human compatriots. There's five of them now surrounding you. You've taken one out. Five more are surrounding you. I'm not going to attack you with five. That's insane. But I will just make one attack roll against you with a couple bonus die, like we've been doing with our swarm, my swarm things. Kind of go from there. As you specifically said, you're doing what you can to protect them. And so anytime a wolf is lunging, looks like it's going to get them, you you kind of shoulder into it or you swing your axe down or you uh, kind of kick some mud up into its to its face. Uh, that will be a 22, though. It's a good roll. Oh, yeah, that's funny. All right. And there is a D... I did get one D6. I'll do a heavy blow. Uh, so it's going to be, I think, a total of seven points of damage to you. As you just get in the riddle you know in the middle of like where the wolf is coming there's alina and like you can see asker is like swinging away like kind of knocking him as he manages to like catch the the wolves on the on on like their mullets and you turn around and just as one of these is about to sort of bite down into into alina as her head is turned and she's swinging this frying pan down on one of them you manage to just sort of slide her out of the way you don't get a swing off Instead, it just sinks its its teeth right down into your shoulder. And then up on the wagon, there's basically two options. I'll 50-50 who it goes after. It's going to go after Gilly. Uh, oh. Sorry, it's 50-50. Whoa, that's out of the box. Well, that's a miss. That's two ones. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gilly, it lunges <laughs> after you, but it's like it's stumbling over top of the barrels. And it's the doing like whack-a-mole because Gilly's like... Whoosh going down yeah. like in a, behind a barrel <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay uh so uh, so that will miss uh and then we'll say it comes back to you all now uh so flo you are now in the midst of it there are you are surrounded you and the two the two merchants are swinging away gilly and arenial you're on top of this wagon there's a wolf in here with you and there's two more that are trying to climb up but they're having trouble negotiating uh the spikes one of them could easily get up on this turn. The other one is struggling. Sorendir, you're on a one-on-one with this 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 uh, this matriarch. Uh, how do you want to handle this? So I'm going to take the wolf that's grasped on my arm, pretty much mm-hmm. lift it off its hind legs, and slam it into another one. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, if you want to roll athletics, you can just roll athletics for this. Okay. Again, we're treating this pre- more like a skill endeavor than... Yeah, three pits in the... Rolled 10, so I got an 18. It's a pass. An 18. Okay. Uh, what is your strength score? 14. Or 6. Okay. 
the big the big number 14 yeah the big number your tn so it'd be okay so 20 minutes 6 14 you so this thing just bit into your shoulder you just take like you know maybe you have a knife or something you just jam it up and you use that to just lift up and just slam it down on this other and you see like the back of this other wolf just crack you can see it just splays down its legs kind of go off in different directions as you can see Alinea stumbles back from it the one that you slam down is probably the one that took the the the, the best of it as they kind of scramble around in the mud and get kind of caked and covered in it but the one that you slammed it on top of you can tell is like struggling now to move and it's kind of like doing the last kind of death throws as it looks like you might have just collapsed its spine uh who's next uh, Radio wants H to. Was a uh, great time for WWE. That's funny. <laughs> Remember when Aurelio? Floyd jumped out of that? Jumped, he jumped out of the tree the one time yes. too. Yes, from the top rope. Oh, so great. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be another uh, short sword attack against okay. this one up here. And Go for it, please. that is a. Uh, it is a great success. So okay. I rolled, uh, I rolled a ten, and I'm using Correct. a keen sword sword. Oh, that appears. Yeah. Uh, describe your kill it because you're going to be able to kill it one way or the other. As this thing has right. already taken a couple licks. So yeah, just describe it. How, how does it happen? So it had kind of jumped up after Gilly, and Gilly kind of you know kind of slid out of the way a, a little bit. So I think mm-hmm. that kind of leaves it open um, for Arrhenial to be able to just kind of take her sword sword and, and basically just kind of run this thing through. Okay, and so you just, as as it lunges at Gilly, you take that opportunity, and Gilly definitely steps out of the way. It stumbles a bit, thrust the sword in, pull it back out. Blood kind of spurts on some of the, on some of the gear back here. There is a tarp, but the tarp has already fallen from the storm. And you turn, and you can see that climbing up into the back of the wagon is another one of these that that managed to, to sort of negotiate the. Uh, the spikes that you put into the ground. Only one, though, as it looks like you might have been able to take one out. One of them might have actually harmed itself. Uh, Gilly, you want to pick up on that, then? Yeah, so then Gilly will shoot at that one. Okay, so it's climbing up the back. You're towards the front, sort of like the wagon seat. Arrhenial is kind of off to the... Still up here, off to the side. Maybe you yell duck. Arrhenial ducks really quickly. Mm-hmm. And you, let a, you let an arrow loose. I do four damage. Okay. extra. And so you catch it right as it's coming up. It took some damage already. You can tell it's already bleeding as it's kind of accidentally like, impaled itself. Uh, it doesn't quite fully take it out, but you can tell like once more there is now what is now like a gray-white uh, wolf climbing up on top of here. Uh, and we'll say, we'll kick it over then to Sorendir, who's in the 1v1 with the Matriarch. Yeah, I want to continue my duel uh, thrusting with my spear. Okay. Right ahead. Again, no parry on this, so it's whatever your normal TN is. It's fine. That is a great success. Okay. I had to do the math there. I thought it was a one, but it was a seven. All right. So nice. what are you going to use the extra success on? What are you going to use your bonus die on? Uh, let's just do extra damage. Okay. What's, your, what's the total then? So it's your normal uh, so- weapon damage plus strength. Yeah, five plus six, 11. 11 points. Okay. Uh, describe your kill, actually. Oh, man. Uh, wow. I 
don't want to do more harm to this creature than I have to. Okay. So I think uh, after it like grabbed my arm and pulled me away, uh, when it uh, kind of turned with the uh, like the I can't think of the right word now. As it was turning its head, I wanted to just thrust my spear back behind its uh, leg and into its heart directly, mm -hmm. uh, just to try to kill it as quickly as possible with a clean blow. And you, you cannot you you find that kind of weak spot. You get you almost bypass the ribs in some way, or you kind of come underneath from from behind, and you can hear it suddenly yelp out in this horrific pain, and. It's like half howl, like half call. The rest of you, you hear this off in the darkness, and it just sounds painful. And all of a sudden, all of the wolves that are, are near you, like they, they perk up. You see a few of them that are like sloshing around in the mud, trying to stand back up. They suddenly turn, each one of them. And they all run in the direction of the sound. Oh no, that was, that was not the effect that was hoped for, I don't think. Okay. Soren Deer, you're standing, like you, you're pushing the body of this wolf off of, like this large white wolf off the spear, and you suddenly hear, and you look behind you, and you see that there's this small, small squad of wolves, much smaller than the one that you just fought, kind of charging at you. A few you can tell, like look, like their heads kind of look down, they look at you, and they look down. And they bolt away. I'm going to see how many... <laughs> One does not. <laughs> you can see as they start to sort of spread out in the different distances, you can see this, this the one that was perhaps... It's got an arrow sticking out of it. It's the one that was in the back of the wagon. You know, it's kind of gray and white. It's got this sort of orangey-colored eyes. And it leans back, bares its teeth. You see, like, this rotten gums... And then it just leaps and lunges at you. Um, Sorendir just looks exhausted. Like he he put everything he had into this and he looks up and sees another one lunging. 22 this time. Oh, like no. a couple D6s yeah, that's a hit. Some, yeah. Uh, this is going to be... I'll just do heavy blows. Uh, four plus... What's four plus three? There's three is ten. Ten points of damage. Is this thing... You, you whirl around, you see all of them scattering in different directions, and you maybe miss at the last second coming, leaping at you. This thing just tackles you to the ground. You fall, you feel like this burden on your chest, and when you look up, you're kind of holding up your arms, and it's just ripping away and ripping away. Uh, Don't forget, you can take knockback effect, which halves the damage. That's true. Uh, I'm not going to. I wasn't ready okay. for it. Okay. Uh, so it, it, it just got me while my guard was down. You can't, you can't, you can't get Steve into meta, man. He's just, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's in his I'm favor. Just, I'm just throwing <laughs> it like, out there, you know. He's like, here's, here's his magical ideas. item, Steven. And Steven's like, no, let's let the NPC take it. That robbed us. I'm already <laughs> thinking how I can get rid of that necklace. <laughs> you, you better have not, to give it to Balaman. You better not give it away. Okay. So, um, I'll say... The rest of you, you kind of assume, I assume you kind of go off listening. You kind of go off in the direction of where they're chasing. You Maybe you even hear the sounds of Sorendir suddenly, like surprise, yelp, and pain. Oh, yeah. And, Gilly, yeah. Gilly goes. And you guys, you guys start running, and you, and you see 
that he's on the ground and he's got both of his arms over top of his head. There's this gray and, and white wolf arrow sticking out of one of its uh, one of its shoulders, and it's just chomping away at them. Uh, what did the three of you want to do in this situation? So I have an idea, but the situation may have changed, so it may not work. Um, what was it? Kind of the distance from where the the wagon was to where Sorendir is? Away. It's like at least 30, 40 feet. Okay. All right. Uh, in that case, then, uh, then I will. Here we go. We got some merch, merch idea in the chat. <laughs> Soar and deer chew toy for your animals. That's a good idea. <laughs> Write that one down. Whenever we get a merch store, we pen. have one. But whenever we do. <laughs> All right, uh, Reniel is just going to uh, switch to her bow and see if she can uh, shoot one of these in the back. Okay. Uh, there's only one. There's just the one that stayed behind. The one bull that's trying to take over. It's like <laughs> the queen. And that will be the one the that she's going to shoot. Down. Yeah, go for it. All right. So this is... Uh... Sorry, you're rolling around. Fight, fight, fight. Blood squirting. Uh, yes, that is a success. Okay. Uh, with nothing extra, so that's just three points of damage. All right, so Sorendir, you, you like you're kind of holding that mouth down, and you can you hear a, and you can feel the shudder of the wolf as the arrow kind of lands into it, but it is not deterred, as that is not enough. To, uh, Floy, anything you want to do? Uh, instead of running to them, I'm gonna. Trust Gilly and Arrhenial and Sword okay. Sword and Deer to handle it. So I'll just okay. stay by camp by the humans. Stephen, boys, yeah, make, sure <laughs> make sure my job is being done. We play There's... checkers. I thought we were friends. <laughs> the old hatreds of dwarves and elves. You get out of Forlorn and suddenly you revert. You know? Okay. So you go around, okay. you can see there's a couple carcasses on the ground that you and the humans are kind of like ensuring that they're dead. Uh, Gilly. Can you finish it off? <laughs> so, no. Eye of Sauron. The arrow hits Sorendir. <laughs> okay, I make it exactly, and I have a bonus six. Okay. Uh, that is going to be enough damage. And so, uh, the second arrow, where do you hit it? Where, where, where do you want to say, Gilly? Where would you say you'd aim? Um... Considering like she's running and then she just quickly stops and she just mm -hmm. goes for like center mass, okay. so either like shoulder neck area, right in the side. And yeah. So Sorin, you heard it, and the first one, you can hear it shut, you can feel it shudder, but it's still trying to bite you, and you're kind of holding up. Your arm is getting dug into once more, and then you hear a second one, and then it just collapses on top of you. The weight of the full wolf. The, the 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 rain still you smell pelting. the oil i didn't light it though <laughs> like... yeah you can still yeah you can smell some of that you can feel like warm blood beginning to kind of coat your chest and you all just hear a <gasps> coming from underneath this wolf <laughs> you all take stock it's still pouring rain you look around you see there's a handful of these these wolves some of which were not yet, you know, fully fully taken out. But Floyd and the, the merchants are kind of mercy killing a few. But probably probably about half of the pack survived and ran off. 
but you can see all these animals. Rain continues through the night. Anything you will do and sort of... Yeah. Uh, as a warden, I have shadow lore where I can kind of recognize the, the threat of the shadow throughout the land. Would I think that these wolves are tainted by that shadow or do they just seem to be uh, the pinnacle of their species? It's interesting. Which, so that's your, this is your, like your heritage. Your for, it's a distinctive uh, feature for, your calling? for being a warden. Hmm. Like, I don't know if I have to spend a hope to use that because I'm not really making a skill check. I'm just curious if I would, it, do the, these wolves seem evil or they were just being wolves? So mm. it's hard to be entirely sure, uh, but you could very easily conclude that there is plentiful game in the forest to the north, far easier to kill than a pack of, you know, uh, of travelers along a coastal road with a wagon, with weapons, with fire. Wolves are not. You know, they they have a f natural fear of fire, and they charged in on your camp, unconcerned with it. So I would say, Sorinder, you would probably start leaning towards the latter, that these are... Something else was driving them, perhaps. Something... The shadow has wrapped itself around them in some way. Okay. Um, I think then I'd like to... Um, pile up the wolves that uh, are dead uh, and I know it's still raining but in the morning when the weather clears up or the next day I, I, I think I'd like to have a pyre to burn the bodies okay the next morning uh, is anyone else doing anything before yeah, I, I'd like I to salvage shift? any pelts or furs if possible you absolutely could do that yeah and go through and I would say the the merchants are thinking the exact same thing like they're waste not want not and so they're doing what they can uh not in a disgustingly crude way but just in a you know it's a medieval type setting this is this is just par for the course and these furs yeah, can potentially... and we're heading north yeah so uh obviously you would need to take care of them you know just carry around a bag full of soaking wet uh which i think we've actually done already in this campaign yes right? that I I say that out loud. that sounds vaguely <laughs> yes. familiar yeah um but sure we'll say that you can do that uh but soren dear you the next day comes and the rain has momentarily stopped but you can see that as for the last couple of days you haven't recalled seeing the sun in the sky you you've it's just been overcast for at least three days now and it culminated in this horrible storm at night and you're starting to notice that the sky itself the the clouds are kind of whirling around in ways almost like these funnel cloud dips over the water to the south you can actually would you would think you would be able to see the gray havens with how close you are to it you're you're within a day and if on a good day you might be able to see the port itself where the the river loon meets the gulf of loon but you don't and you take advantage of the fact that it's at least not raining currently, and you, you build up the pyre and kind of add to the fire, and all of these these carcasses you take you take to to burning them. Everyone, go ahead and take two fatigue as uh, the result of the, the travel encounter. 
And Arrhenial, I will need a new travel roll from you. Alrighty. Did we get a prolonged rest? Oh, back when you were in Forlawn, yeah. Did we get a short rest just now? Uh, technically journeys, no, but we're kind of halving it. I'll say you could take a half. Yeah, take a, take a half a night. Journeys are because you know, as an elf, a short rest counts as a prolonged rest. So <laughs> never mind. Then. Uh, it was a really rough night. Lots of thunderstorm. <laughs> uh, your fatigue, your fatigue uh, doesn't go away. Uh, but if you're, I, I'm you thinking know, endurance. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but your fatigue is the travel fatigue that's going to kick up. Okay. Uh, tell me how you do, Arrhenial. I took some test. big hits. Yes, you did. Uh, Arrhenial passed. I got exactly what I needed, a 14. Okay. All right. So after a couple hours in the morning, taking care of breaking down camp, repairing some of stu- some stuff that was broken, kind of going through the back of the wagon that was the source of uh, one of the battlegrounds, uh, cleaning up, refixing the canvas covering, you all get back on, um, get back, you know, on the road, so to speak, and you continue traveling. Now, I know that Sorondir is trying to avoid Mithland. Is that correct? Like you, you don't want to go near Mithland in in the Grey Haven. Well, I mean, we just got this trip started. Do we really want to take a break and stop? You know, like you should have gone to the bathroom before we left. Let's just keep going and. <laughs> Arrhenial was actually going to, you know, sort of have a conversation because our human companions had traveled up this way already. And so we're looking for a bridge or somewhere that they can um, kind of span this river. And so that was sort of trying to kind of gather some information potentially about like a safe place for the wagon to cross, because I'm assuming that's where they crossed on the journey into Forlon. Hmm. Okay. Um, they, I mean, they would tell you that they took a relatively, um, that they actually went to um, kind of northward a bit. They they didn't actually go through the Grey Havens themselves. Like they were kind of tasked with sort of potentially traveling westward some more. Um, and you also would know that the Grey Havens are not necessarily a place where like it's a very revered. Uh, location, whereas like we're treating Forlon more as like an open city, mm-hmm. the Grey Havens themselves would be a little bit more. So, so what are you looking to get from them? Uh, more of just kind of where that bridge was, because obviously, if we're tra- traveling with their wagon across the water, mm. we're looking for a bridge. So, uh, if they went west cl- on a bridge, let's very go east close on the to the city, bridge. very close to the city of Grey Havens and Mithlon. Yes extraordinarily close they didn't stop they weren't invited to stay they were they were treated nicely enough uh but they were they were hurried along that makes maybe we would do the same then like we'll just cross the bridge but keep going okay go ahead and roll an awareness test gilly as i did get lookout once more Got it, got it. Gandalf, but no extra sixes, but I do pass. I feel like you guys never fail rolls anymore. 
We had a <laughs> change to that. That's not true. I failed my first one. I could okay. I could show you. I'll take a picture if you want. <laughs> no, no, no. I believe you. I'm just saying you guys have gotten so powerful. I have to. We have I to think it's the physical dice. <laughs> okay. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> friends at Norse Foundry are giving out overpowered dice. <laughs> They've charged it. Norsefoundry.com. <laughs> <laughs> for all your like, overpowered dice the, needs to here's the good it. juju yeah use okay. the code lolly <laughs> okay so you okay travel for the next couple of days is free from any sort of significant dangers you don't see any lingering wolves but you do get very close to Mithland Mithlund. You get up into the hills that kind of trail down from the southern parts of the Blue Mountains. Floy, you can look off to the north and you know that just a few peaks away it's the Halls of Harmelts where all of you had spent before, spent time before. And you're getting Sorendir. You can see like just over the ridge. There are the domes and the the towers, the spires of Mithland on the other side of the, of the water of the loon, you can see the Grey Havens. It's, it's, it's built up on both sides of the river. And you know that there are multiple paths across. Obviously, you can just try to traverse the, the city itself. And honestly, with Sorendir leading, it might actually be possible. But if Sorendir doesn't want that to happen, you venture a little bit further north. He does not. You do, in fact, see the the bridge with which the your your human companions uh, traveled over when they were kind of venturing out here. Um, but you also notice that it is not an empty bridge. You can see that there are many an elf that seem to be on top, uh, like on top of it, looking out over the river to the north. As the loon like ventures northward, you can see others that are kind of sitting along the edge and kind of in meditation poses. Others that seem to be kind of sketching and drawing. Some seem to be affixing some kind of repairs to the bridge itself. So I'll ask again, how close do you want to get? Sorendir? Arinia uh, will kind of go over to Sorendir and just say, we, we have the we have the wagon to concern ourselves with. We have a bridge. A bridge is the easiest way across a body of water. As long as we stay out of the city proper. Understood. I will say, so, Zerinder, you know there's no way that you're getting across this, this bridge without yeah, attracting yeah. attention. There's no way it's happening. I got my little necklace on now. Uh, I'll keep my eyes down and try not to make eye contact. And uh... if there's something we should know, you should probably tell us. <laughs> He's wanted for murder here. Okay. No, no, I just. Uh, nothing to know that you don't already know. And it shouldn't be a problem. We're just passing by. The wounds may run deeper here than they did in Forlond. 
Okay. Okay. You travel up to the bridge. Mm -hmm. You see the cities expanding out before you. You don't get even onto the bridge itself before you hear, hold. And you see, stepping out from behind this beautiful pillar, is an elf. Robes that seem to go all the way down to their kind of obscuring their feet. They have some sort of like tunic or, or breastplate, like you're not sure. It looks like just heavy fabric, not metal. They have affixed on their side what looks like some kind of weapon, some sort of curved blade as they step out from behind. Hold there, travelers. Who is it who wishes to cross? The River Loon. And what business do you have in the eastern lands? Some of us live in the east. My party and I. I'll just quick introduction. Just wish to pass. Sort of look. So the, the elf sort of looks around. This dark-haired elf. Very mm -hmm. dark. Almost like fully black-haired elf. Very pale. They have like some sort of rim around their their forehead, uh, and he says, "I am familiar with some of the faces in this party. Merchants, you have crossed before, some months ago, but you were greater in number." Or rather, I should say, you are now greater in number. There was another in your party. What has become of him? You can see, like, Alexer and Elena, like, kind of like, being very humble. And so, Master Elfie was uh, we were beset by, by goblins uh, en route to Forland. And the elves of Forland were very friendly, and they, they took us in, and they, they helped us, but unfortunately, our, 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 our guard friend was uh, succumbed to, to, to goblin poison. Uh, I am saddened to hear this. You are once more free to pass over. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you, Mr. Mr. Elf. Kind of turns over kind of cocks their head at Gilly. Child of the Hobbits. Hmm. It is yes. normally we who cross through your home, and not you through ours. Curious to find you here. I'm a hobbit of Bree. Ah. We are aware of this place. It is... A far distant shadow of what men of the north were once capable of building. I have traveled through the Shire on more than one occasion. Do you not hail from there? I still have some family there, but my parents moved to Bree. 
you see like genuine like sort of shock as much as shock could show up on an elvish serene mm-hmm. face comes up I've been are, born and raised first generation there are many reasons one might find reason to move to uproot oneself but why did you leave the joviality of the shire for such a filthy squalless place such as Bree um well my mom always said that she could help help make it better and my dad was more than willing to help and now I've taken up as, as well and we've been traveling to help protect um, everyone that we come across and then she kind of like gestures to the merchants okay sorry I just saw party wipes I just saw so party much weed thing. I don't want to. Yeah, that was all again. So funny. that'd be funny if you said that, but you didn't. Okay. Well, mighty Hobbit, I feel safer in my home already, just with your presence here. You too are welcome to pass. Thank you. Turns towards Arinial, Ranger. The north is this place too civilized for your kind? Should you be not in the wild to the north and the lone lands with your people? In fact, that is in some ways the direction that I am headed. You are traveling northward. Have you news of the North? Nothing that bears good tidings. We have heard a great many troubling rumor. I would say we would likely confirm those rumors. The Lord of this place, Curden has been very troubled very troubled indeed I will not presume to divulge more than this something masses in the mountains northward in the wastes you come across our bridge ranger hobbit and a dwarf and then the head kind of swips over towards Sorendir and you looks you up and down uh higher low uh higher low Stephen always go low and you Sorendir you are a face we have not seen in quite some time. Kind of Apologies, I 
we are just trying to cross the bridge. Eyes look down at your necklace. You have rekindled your relationship with Forlond. Perhaps not all is dark. Curious. I have heard a rumor that Sorendia went by another name. Erebon is the name that is true that came off the lips of a friend, a very wounded, dying friend. How is she? Well, you can see he gets very grave. Kind of eyes drift off west. She is beyond my sight. She has passed. Before she did, she said she saw the face of one who was once one of us but chose the selfish path and fled. I think it might be you that she saw, for it is this Erebon that she spoke. One of her finest final words to me. Was this you, or was it Delirium. It was us. We we found her to the north, and we sent her here for help. You I'm sorry, it was not quick enough. Sent her here. You did not. I couldn't heal her. Hobbit, please. Quiet. You encountered. One of us who needed your help. And you sent dirty human villagers instead of coming yourself. Did you not want the task to be successful? I. I. I tried to account for what she would wish for, and I thought that it would not be to have me around. What she would have wanted would be to live and to fare fair times. But you denied her that. You thought your own comfort was worth more than her life. I... You are, you are no friend. You are a coward. And I name you such. I apologize. I should not have come. The rest of you, if you would 
let my companions pass. I, I will leave. I do not fault them for your deeds and inaction. I do not hold them to the same standard that I set for our kind. Wisdom flows through your veins, and you choose to ignore it, concerned more for your personal comfort and embarrassment. And one of ours is dead because of it, and more still who did not return with her, nor did answers. We do not know why. Mendia has fallen. Who is responsible? Nor do we know what befell the others who were sent with her on her task. These are whole things that we could know if you would have been true to your people. At this point, Arineal, um has kind of slowly been standing a little taller and taller, um, especially as this elf, like, shushed Gilly, um, and just watching, you know, kind of knowing that Sorendir is not going to stand up for himself. And at that point, Arineal will just sort of step forward, just say... You, you step forward. You take a step I, forward. And if I see that happen, I would place a hand. Drawn, <laughs> two more people come out from the sides. Surrender, you reach out. Gentle hand. Use the moment. Go ahead, I mean to connect two conversations that we have had this day. You and I spoke that there are dangers and darkness and many rumors that you have heard from the North. And this group of travelers has been spanning these areas, taking up these fights for all of our kind. And I did not ask you for details of the rumors you have heard, but I confirmed that there are many, many evils afoot. And I do not speak as if I understand your ways, but I must, I must say for my companion, that he has needed to be focused on our tasks for the good of all of our peoples. We are seeking access to your bridge and we will leave as soon as we have reached the other side. Roll persuade test. I was about to like they were gonna whip out some weapons. <laughs> I see the mighty oh, hills. So not good at persuade. Um, okay, I am taking the last d six that we've got. You heard oh, it, everybody. Goodness. That's the last one. <laughs> no more. 
There are no other last like, I'll take one. I'll take one. There's another last one. Mel spent all seven today. I did, yes, yes. Thank you for pointing out my selfishness, Ashley. I'm just teasing you. This is Lorenio's like worst thing. She needs a she needs a seventeen. She's I know. Got one tick and persuade. How, oh, no. Before you before you say anything, you gotta let other people speak up and say stuff. Is anybody trying to help with this? Sorndeer's ready to turn and walk back the way he came. Like I know. He, <laughs> oh, I can add a little quip, like. A little quip. Uh, <laughs> no joke. Two elves walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> knock, no, knock. just like who's there? Uh, a dwarf and an elf on a bridge. Good. Uh, uh, go ahead. We we've been tasked by Lady Artorios. Artolos. Artolos. A very urgent task, and we must pass. You were impeding. <laughs> You're impeding. Okay. Uh, Gilly would have just offered, uh, did you not receive my note? Because she had sent a note along with him with all the information that we knew. Yeah, I don't think that would that help. Would help. Yeah. Like, it, you sent a note, you didn't yeah. come yourselves. It yeah, really yeah, yeah. kind of boils down to that. Um, okay. Uh, so, Floy... Floyd brought up later Atolos actually in mm-hmm. at your task. Yeah, that, was that actually is pretty helpful. So go ahead and you can add a D6 to your wall. Alright. Uh no. No, okay. no, no. That is a that's a 14 under 17. Okay. You see a very kind of pompous snarl kind of come over. The elvish face is the, the bit of the elven serenity sort of dissipates and they say it is a dark fate for middle earth when this one this one here is tasked with anything of import they have shown time and again that they will not do what needs to be done. I pity you, Uh, Ranger, for you have put your faith in a coward, one who has betrayed his own kind and is only a time before he will betray you. How softly turn to Reniel and whisper in her ear find you on the far side and I'll begin to walk away uh, back the way we came you will not find him he has departed you for good he has abandoned you the way he abandoned his people more than a thousand years ago the way he abandoned Mendia when she needed his aid. The task that Lady Ordolos has set before you, you must complete yourselves. And to be honest, you are far more capable of completing that task now that he has departed your company. You may pass. You may pass. Do not press it further. (laughs) 
ranger. Understood. And just through gritted teeth, she's just going to say, We appreciate your hospitality. And she'll step back. And so we see as the camera kind of like backs away, we get the glory that is Mithlond. You see the rushing river, little loon, you traversing over top of this high arching bridge, the wagons sort of struggling. We see like these birds kind of weaving in. We see thunderstorms in the distance. You all get across. And we see the lone elf Sorandir venturing northward along the river by himself as a gulf of water sits between himself and the other side. And we'll pick up there next time. No! He wouldn't have talked to me more, would he? He was too pissed off, you think? So there is... Yeah, I think yeah, <laughs> Iridium just... kind of pushed, okay. that's pushed fair. the luck. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, I just... Uh... Elves, while some of them are kind, I mean, all of them to some degree, I think are kind, at least the way I'm playing them. Like there's a limit to, like there's going to be condescension. Yeah. Like they're so yeah. much older. Even the young ones are like, like the Soren Deer is young by like comparison to like Ortolos or Galadriel or Elrond or something like that who are, who, who go back ages, you know? And like Soren Deer is like a thousand years old or something like that. And so far surpasses like your age. There's, there's a point to which their patience will go. And I mean, you guys made a decision <laughs> like a couple months back to not take mm-hmm. Mendir yourselves yep. Yep. and to yep. send these. No, that was fair. Yeah. Eskardalians. And this is, this is the moment where it sort of come home to roost and uh, Steve will make, Steven will make a new character. So Mendir will probably, probably die on his own. No. Or he's just so uh, browbeaten that he doesn't even show up. I like how I he saw just the goes chat. back to Linden. You're like, you're like, just been so nice to me. Da 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 da. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. wait until you get close. You guys said you're getting close. You drew it and everything. Like, I, I knew the Grey Havens would not be yeah. as good as Forlorn. It's going to be good for you. Yeah. And it was mainly a, because a radio... of that. Like, I think if not for yeah. the Mendir thing, like the combination of Mendir and then yeah. like Sorendir and your party is probably what pushed it over the edge. I think if it was. If it was just Sorendir and you guys had done right by Mindir, then mm-hmm. you probably would have been okay. But those combinations of things, yeah. Yeah. And um, I think Arineal has kind of like heard like Erebon for so long saying like, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. And then, yeah. like, you know, we got to Forlond and it wasn't really all that bad. So I think like, Arineal was kind mm-hmm. of like, ah, I mean, you said that was going to be bad. And it was like, eh, not yeah. a huge deal. So definitely underestimated just what this was going to uh, look like for. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Okay, uh, why don't we do a little closing stuff. Steven, tell us about the game you're running soonish. Uh, yeah, on Tuesday the 20th, uh, Haunted West. Uh, supernatural, Weird West. Uh, should be a lot of fun. We got a great cast and crew. You'll see a few uh, familiar faces, a few new faces. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Super excited for it. Very excited. It's going to be Me fun. Me too. Uh, right here on this channel. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, in a little bit, about an hour and a half, Steve and I got another game tonight. 
as I got to go. I'm running some heart over on Grim and Perilous Plays. Uh, so you can catch us there. Uh, see, tomorrow night I'm on Steam Still Murder playing some Shadowrun. Monday we'll be back here on this channel uh, mm-hmm. as we are playing on our own channel here, playing Hala for Savage Worlds. And we'll be back in a week with more One Ring. Uh, so come check that out. And uh, thank you to those of you who raid. Uh, hopefully you, uh, you you go ahead and hit the follow button, that kind of stuff. You can also check out our library of content as we've been playing uh, various actual plays for a couple of years now. Uh, Adventures in Lollygagging over on YouTube. We've got lots of stuff. Uh, also, if you are looking to catch up on One Ring, there's a couple different ways to do it. You can catch our old YouTube catalog, but also we've been starting to release them in audio-only podcast format. So if you search wherever you get your podcast for Waking of Angmar, you should be able to find us there. Uh, so uh, thank you to everyone who hung out. I saw Zoro threw some uh, some bits at us at the end there to help refill the tank, <laughs> which has gotten perilously dry. Uh, but uh, thank you so much uh, for everyone hanging out tonight. And uh, Orcus Belter TV, thank you so much for the raid. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and uh, everyone else have a great night. Uh, we'll pay it forward. We're going to go ahead and, uh, and raid uh as well as let's raid let's see we could do how about we do guys in the mood for some cyberpunk let's do cybernation as uh, it looks like they uh they're playing i think it's cyberpunk red so let's go ahead and give them a raid we'll pay it forward and we'll see you all uh next time so bye-bye